Have you ever asked yourself, what's the best way I can contribute to sci-fi and fantasy in the literary world? If you have, the answer is simple. You just have to be Veronica Belmont or Tom Merritt and host the Sword and Laser podcast. If for some reason you can't be Veronica Belmont or Tom Merritt, however, don't despair. All is not lost. You can still head over to patreon.com slash swordandlaser and help fund their hard work. Every cent you give adds more swords and more lasers to their growing arsenal of speculative literary goodness. That's patreon.com slash swordandlaser. Veronica Belmont. And I'm Tom Merritt. Sword and Laser is a book club, but it is so much more. We bring you author interviews, news from the world of science fiction and fantasy, and awesome discussions from fans just like you. Happy. Hey, everybody. Is- have you heard the news? That's <laughs> what I thought you were going to say. Nope. But no, you said welcome to Sword and Laser, which is actually what this is. Yeah. Did you have a good Thanksgiving? Is this our first show since Thanksgiving? Sure. I did. I ate chicken adobo and pancit and crustless pumpkin pie, which when my sister-in-law asked me, like, do you want the crustless pumpkin pie or do you want a crust one too? And I said, look, I consider the crust to be merely a pumpkin delivery method. I can do without it. If modern technology can deliver pumpkin without the crust, I'm fine with it. Even a tasty, delicious graham cracker pumpkin pie crust. Mm, Now you're talking, now you're talking additive, not delivery mechanism. Or dare I say, an Oreo pumpkin pie crust. <laughs> now that's just ridiculous. Oh, it's possible. Anything it is. is possible in the world of baking. We could put a man on the moon and we can make a delicious Oreo pumpkin pie mm-hmm. crust. What um, can't we do? I had, a, I had a lovely Thanksgiving as well. I had some people over, made some good stuff. Uh, also had a lot of pumpkin related accoutrement. I had turkey. By the way, just for the record, for the one person out there who's like, what, you didn't have turkey? I didn't have turkey. No, oh, Veronica didn't have turkey. I didn't have turkey, and I was fine. I lived. And you know what? She's still American. I lived, and the turkey lived, so there you go. Uh, what, are you, what are you drinking, Tom? Oh, I'm having a Samuel Adams Winter Lager. It's brewed with orange peel, cinnamon, and ginger. That sounds very seasonally delicious. It's it's You know what? I bought it on a whim, like, eh, I don't really like seasonal stuff all the time. Yeah. Like when it's brewed with, it's not bad. Good. I like it. Good. Yeah. I had a left, I'm having leftover red wine from Thanksgiving that I got at Whole Foods for $10, whose name <laughs> I do not recall. I think that's what it should be called. Leftover I think it should red be bottled wine from Thanksgiving. And sold as leftover red wine from Thanksgiving that I got at Whole Foods for $10. It's got all the information you really need there. Good yeah. for Thanksgiving, inexpensive, available at Whole Foods. It would be a blend. I think it was a of, of, of everyone's leftover red wine. <laughs> uh, you know, conservation. Conservation yeah. of red wine. Exactly. It's good for the environment. Let's get into the quick burns. io9 says, we may have just found W.E.B. Dubois' earliest science fiction story. If you don't know, W.E.B. Dubois is the co-founder of the NAACP, but he also wrote lots of fiction, including a, an apocalyptic story called The Comet. But this short story comes from around 1908. It's called The Princess Steel. Mm. Uh, and as far as io9 says, it, is, uh, it was discovered by Adrian Brown and Britt Russert. And it's about Hannibal Johnson, a black sociologist 
demonstrates for a honeymooning tourist couple a megascope that can see across time and space. Oh. Oh, look who invented Doctor Who in 19... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sort of. I mean, it's not a TARDIS, but it's like the step before a TARDIS. Yeah, it goes on. It gets it gets pretty dark. It gets pretty, you know, it gets like some intense sci-fi stuff going on here. A lot um, of political stuff in it, too, which is typical of his writing. Uh, but you get the dark queen of the Iron Isles. Uh, look who invented the Iron Isles. Wow. Hmm. 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 Well, that's fascinating. Uh, is yeah. it? Can you can you read it somewhere? Is it available for reading? That's a good question. That is a very good question that I'm not sure I can answer. Yeah, I'm not sure if the answer is there. Oh, and hey, and thanks to Ionite also for writing about the Inkshares uh, collection contest. Oh, yeah. Charlie Jane Anders, who wrote the story about W.B. Dubois, also wrote about Sword and Laser. Yeah, a lot of fans over there answering questions. Uh, JF uh, was also on the on the comments answering questions that people had about the process. So very cool. Um, Kim Stanley's Red Mars is coming to TV. This is according to Hobbit from PA. Um and you'll never guess where. I think I think our our initial Im- impression is that it was probably going to come to sci-fi because they've been releasing a lot of shows like this, uh, doing a lot of adaptations. But no, it's going to be on Spike TV. And they're already calling it Game of Thrones for this. Except in this case, it's because it has Game of Thrones producer Vince Gerardis. Yeah. Uh, so that and J. Michael Straczynski, Babylon 5, that... They put together a team here. That's a team. Gives me hope. Hey, was Vince... I feel... Go ahead. I was just going to say, I feel like um, Spike is looking at all of these AMCs doing Breaking Bad and, and Game of Thrones and Man in the High Castle on Amazon and saying, uh, f- forget finding something that fits perfectly within Spike TV's perceived image. Let's just make something great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I thought I saw his name on another project recently, um, but I'm looking at his IMDb now, and he's done. He did Flash Forward, which we talked about at the time because that was the um, yeah. Uh, Who Straczynski or Gerardus? no Gerardus? Um, oh, okay. That was Straczynski did Sense Robert Eight. J Sawyer, right? Was Flash Forward? Yeah. And then Game of Thrones. Um, for some reason, I thought he was connected to Jessica Jones, but I, I must be hmm. thinking of a different, similar name that's in the credits that I was seeing. I was about to be much more impressed. Also, even Did more impressed. Did you watch Sense8 on no, Netflix? No, I didn't. I loved it. Did you? It's not for everybody, though. It's not one of those ones where I evangelize, like Game of Thrones, where I think everybody could possibly love it. It's mm-hmm. very particular. You have to not... There's. It's one of those things where you're not going to get a traditional beginning, middle, end action story. But there's lots of action and really cool concepts, and Straczynski was part of that, too. Very cool. Um, also, uh, another Kim Stanley Robinson story, uh, this one uh, posted over on the Goodreads thread as well, um, from Boing Boing, uh, his first standalone story in 25 years is coming out, Oral Argument. Um, it's going to be told in an unconventional style, a transcript of one side of an oral argument before a judge and shows how a master storyteller can take the driest kinds of presentation and turn it into an emotional gut punch that from boing boing. Um, so that sounds pretty interesting and different. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) it's about patents, biotech and photosynthetic tattooed humans. Oh, cool. So if that doesn't pique your interest, well, I don't know what would. You can read it right now on tour.com. Um, we'll, we'll include a link to the show notes. And yeah, it's, it is exactly how it sounds. And I am excited to read this. I'm adding it to my pocket right now. Hey, uh, thanks to Hobbit from PA for posting about Red Mars coming to TV. And thanks to Tamahome for this next story. The Mountain from Game of Thrones 
sets new keg tossing record. <laughs> first of all, I gave Hobbit from PA credit for that first story, by the way. You must not have been paying attention. I, I, I was asleep. That's okay. I, That's okay. I, were you talking? I was, yeah, I was talking. I was Sometimes. Uh, giving people credit where credit was due. I, I'm... I'm sort of old. It's okay. I know your brain is like deteriorating. Deteriorating. I can't even see. Dete- I can't even say. I can't even say deteriorating or say. I said see instead of say. Well, Molly. So let drinking. Let me tell you about the next. Story. I'm not Molly. <laughs> I <laughs> see what you did me. there. That's gonna be me in the in the you know in my 80s. I'll but, just be like hosting Buzz Out Loud. Yeah, and people that, that's will be fine. Like, what do you- you talking your about? brain will just go back to a happier time tom it's fine <laughs> all right but back to tomahome's story yes the mountain from game of thrones he apparently wrecked gave a solid whooping to the keg toss world record which uh tomahome says uh as he would i don't know how to say his name hathor julius bjornson bjornson drank 40 kegs of beer we had to drink it first <laughs> he had to drink the keg first Oh, oh, they're saying probably, like uh, as a joke. Wow. Yeah, probably. We'll, we'll include a link to the video. It is uh, amusing. He's a badass. He's a giant, and uh, I'm terrified of him. He took on Conan McGregor of UFC fame. That's yeah. insane. Oh, you didn't see that? Did you already say that? I didn't say that, but I saw it earlier. <laughs> Just checking. <laughs> hey, Not Andrew today, later. Uh, wanted to point out that the Goodreads uh, Awards have finally been chosen and Andrew was very excited about Pierce Brown and Golden Sun winning best science fiction book of 2015. Pierce Brown did a cool thing on Facebook and held up a picture of him saying, thank you, Goodreads, uh, written down, which I thought was a nice touch. And then Neil Gaiman won for fantasy. Yes. And science fiction uh, went to, oh, that was Pierce Brown. I thought they said he won Reader's I, Choice. I said Pierce Brown already. Did you did you say that already? Brown. Yeah. You said he won. Golden Sun. I didn't for, realize he won for science fiction. Yeah, Neil Gaiman won for fantasy. I know. Hmm. Trigger Warning was the book that won for fantasy. Man, the, oh, okay. All right. I was very happy that Mindy Kaling won too. You didn't want Felicia to win? Um, and it's I would have rathered. I would have. What? Really? It's Mindy Kaling. Is she? Yes. Uh, I would have rathered Felicia won. Let's let's. I'm not going to be a hundred percent honest there. But okay. I was happy. I was happy about Mindy. Seven Eves didn't win really. Margaret Atwood. All right, I'm not. I'm not talking down to Pierce Brown winning. I just feel like there were a lot of very strong contenders there in that were. category. A lot of very strong contenders. I mean, you're upset. I'm not upset. All your friends lost. Maybe that's why I'm. Maybe that's why I'm upset. This is why I can't You're do a podcast about about sci-fi Neil. fantasy anymore because I'm too biased. You and Neil are always going down to the cyber pub. I can't get Neil avatars. to talk to me. Okay, let's. We don't need to talk about that. <laughs> you and Neil, your friend Neil Gaiman. But let's look at some of the other. Some of the where'd all the winners go? I had the winners a second ago, and then I lost it, Tom. The I'm winners, losing everything. The winners. A, well, there, there was only one. For science fiction and one for no, fantasy, and we've all, named them. Well, you don't care about any of the other categories? I don't know. We're not sword and laser and magnifying glass and history book. All right. Modern romance heart. one for nonfiction, Aziz and Sorry. I love Aziz, but I did not like that book. I thought that book was boring book. and bad and not funny. Really good in Master of None. On oh, fantastic. Yeah. Really great. Yeah. No, he's that show is hilarious. Uh, young Adult Fantasy went to Sarah J. Moss uh, for Queen oh, look, of Shadows. Saga won for Graphic Novel, Saga which won. I have not read, but everyone I respect has recommended it to me. So Absolutely. now I have to read it. 
Yeah, I'm looking. I'm Young looking adult fantasy. That. I guess we could talk about that. Sarah J. Moss won for Queen of Shadows. I literally just said that. Literally. Are you joking? Are you messing yes. with me? <laughs> I can't even tell anymore. <laughs> uh, Dean Koontz won for St. Odd in the horror category. For sword and laser and knife in the back. What? what would we be if we added horror if we added horror yeah. uh sword laser and hatchet sword and laser ah, yeah i like it sword and laser and hatchet maybe we'll do a spinoff show sometime sword All laser right. and cabin in the woods uh yes so finally walter well not quite finally but uh last of our quick burns things walter uh said that opening in select imax theaters and on netflix on february 26th is the sequel to crouching tiger hidden dragon sword of destiny and they have their first trailer out Ooh, that's exciting. Yeah. Wow, that was so long ago, it feels like, that that, that movie was came out. the first movie Eileen and I went on a date to see. <gasps> really? Yep. Oh, that's super cute. You guys have to go see this one, then. In, on Netflix, in our house. There you go. <laughs> yeah, we will watch it, I'm sure. In your married home that you have built together after falling exactly. in love, watching Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. That was the night we first kissed. Okay, now I'm getting too much information, and I don't it's need also... to know. Nope. Don't want to know anymore. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Uh, Ong Lee is not directing this, by the way. But it's got a lot of the stars of the original. Really? He's not? No, but I mean, Bow. George Lucas isn't directing the next Star Wars. People well, seem pretty excited about that, too. So. But that's for different reasons. I mean, come on. Hey, we're doing a contest. He didn't direct Empire Strikes Back, either. Hey, guys. We're doing a contest again. Uh, we are doing another Sword and Laser collection contest over on Inkshares. This is Sword and Laser contest, the sequel, part I two. Came, I came up with a biblical way to promote this. Did you? How? Yeah. You know the, the biblical phrase, beat your swords into plowshares? Mm-hmm. Beat your swords and lasers into Inkshares and become a public published author. That's good. A public author. That's pretty good. I think I'll have another sip of this Sam Adams. I like it. You should drink more and come up with more biblical passages. Exactly what you said. <laughs> um, but things are already heating up over there on the collection contest. Um, we have The Animal in Man by Joseph Asperhani. Ah, uh, ah, uh, I think that was sure. right. That might yeah, be right. Of course it is. He is on the leaderboard right now at number one with 64 readers. Um, what is his book about? You want, you want me to read the synopsis? An, artif just... art, an artifact of immense power puts Maxan in the middle of a secret war between mighty guilds to overcome the resourceful and sinister masters who would use him, use everyone as puppets. He must decide which nature defines him, animal or man. Ooh. Number two is The Last Machine in the Solar System by Matthew Isaac Sobin. And this is a 31-page science fiction book. I'm not sure if that's the final length or if that's it's just a it's novella. But okay. this just goes to show that that, you know, we are looking for all sorts of things. It can be a 700 page book or it can be a 31 page science fiction. book. Oh, my gosh. Who knows? I know I can't choose favorites, so I'm not choosing a favorite, but I'm very excited about this one. First of all, that has a pun. Yes. Deus Hex, Hex. Machina. Mm hmm. It's about a devout hacker collaborating with a streetwise gang leader to investigate magic in dystopic Orange County, oh. which sounds oh. fantastic on many levels. And then it's by Amanda Ornek, who is secretly a mermaid. Whoa. And she's got great bangs. <laughs> I am bang biased. 
um yeah that's that's i like i like all of that i like the t- i like the cover art too yeah that's this this one looks great also but we're n- we're not playing any early favorites we're just saying no, no. like these that's are just, some of the that's ones just next on the list it's in number the top three. three um you guys can head over there we've got 10 on the leaderboard already they all look phenomenal i'm really excited to dig into these and hopefully we're going to be having some of the authors on the show to talk about their projects and what the experience has been like for them so far so stay tuned for that in the next few weeks um, but yeah, we're, this has been a, a great opportunity to have another contest and I'm really excited to add more books to the imprint because, you know, helping, helping you guys out there find cool, great new authors to read is something we're really passionate about. Yeah. This is our, our mission statement is to increase your reading list. And one other way for us to do it is to help people get published. And yeah. <laughs> being able to do that is pretty freaking exciting for us. That's not to say that there aren't already books out there that we think you should be reading. But of hey, if not. we can yeah. invent some new ones, I am totally cool with that too. Absolutely. And you know, I think we I've talked a little bit with the Ink Shares guys about this, but eventually we're gonna do another short story collection. We're gonna do another sword and laser anthology. And I think Ink Shares would probably be a great place to do that on as well. So more on that in the future too. So uh, if you've got one a short of our story, keep it in previous mind. Previous Ink Shares winners uh, threw some ideas my way for a short story collection, like how to how to manage it. How to manage it? Well, he thinks yeah, we he's can't like manage it. I did an okay job managing it the first time. I'm just no, saying. to make it easier. I, I mean, okay, we did a great job managing it. We I'm not a, disparaging us. We did a great us, job, but I'm saying <laughs> could be easier. Could be easier. Definitely could be easier. All right. Well, that wraps it up for the quick burns. Thanks to everyone who submitted stories. You can do so by heading over to goodreads.com and the Sword and Laser group and adding your posts to the quick burns thread if you have a cool story you think we should talk about here on the show. If you got your book lists out, we're about to make them longer. We are. It's time for Bear Your Sword, which is our feedback from the audience. Our first post comes from Trike, longtime Goodreads participant, uh, said, saw this on Tor's website today. A couple of these sound interesting. And of course, Uprooted was a group we read, <laughs> not a weed. <laughs> I like the idea behind Beyond Redemption that consensual reality is actual reality so that the world is fluid. That's a cool story idea. And of course, what is Trike talking about? But a Tor post called Getting to the end, standalone fantasy books that came out in 2015. So many of you are always telling us, oh, I hate starting a series. Why are we reading a book that's part of a series? I feel committed and I have to read the whole series. Well, here you go. Uh, we helped you with Uprooted by Naomi Novik, but we got a bunch of other ideas on this tour list. Yeah, there are some great ones. Uh, personally, I was really intrigued by Rolling in the Deep by Mira Grant. Uh, the synopsis for that is, when the Imagine Network commissioned a documentary on mermaids to be filled from the cruise ship a Targatis, they expected what they had always received before, an assortment of eyewitness reports that proved nothing, some footage that proved even less, and the kind of ratings that only came from peddling imaginary creatures to the masses. I don't know anything about that. They yeah. didn't expect actual mermaids. They certainly didn't expect those mermaids to have teeth. Unexpected mermaids with teeth. Mm-hmm. I want to read this now. Yeah, it looks mermaids the cover is the scary. thing. Mermaids is the new thing. I've just I've figured it out. Remember, we were like, well, there's vampires and then there were zombies. Mermaids. Calling it. Calling it? Yeah. We are at the beginning. 20, 2016 is the year of the, the mermaid. mermaid. Yeah. The beginning of the mermaid bell curve. Would you say it's cresting <laughs> the literary wave? Uh, I would say it's rolling towards us. Mm, a, no, that's a wave trick. Crest, that's not a mermaid. Yeah, okay. Next, next year. All right. I'm going to sing some more Adele. 
I was just giving you a little backing track. A backing track. Do we okay. have to pay the mechanical royalty for that now? Nope. Okay. <laughs> uh, lots of good. Lots of good stuff on this. Yes, list. indeed. And then we also have a thread about steampunk recommendations. Um, I had a lovely steampunk weekend, by the way. I went to Borderlands so and had had a tea party with Gail Carriger. And I I'm so up. jealous of so many things there. I'm always jealous of the fact that I don't live near there to go to those meetups like so many you people left. in our audience. Mm-hmm. Okay, you left. Uh, then I'm jealous that you are having like amazing tea with tea cakes. Mm-hmm. And then you just like pile Gail Carriger on top of those tea cakes. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I don't think she was sitting on the tea cakes. But she was you, not. you're like, how awesome was that? It was great. Uh, there were a lot of fans there. Um, it was a charity event. So... Um, it all went to, I believe, the Locust Foundation. And um, so it was like 45 bucks a ticket. And uh, we showed up and everyone was, most people were dressed up. And we had a lovely brunch spread. There was salmon. There were crab cakes. There were quiches. There were, were Turkish there delights. Were there sandwiches? There were not. There mm. were not. Mm, and there wasn't, right. I don't believe there was any treacle tart either, mm. which was okay. a very right. Gail Carragher thing that we should have had. Tiny less maybe i missed it um but there were scotch eggs oh wow that's yeah, great which i can't eat unfortunately but because you're not scottish because i'm not scottish i'm it's irish yeah. um it was <laughs> it was really fun and, and she answered a bunch of questions from fans about the books and we just had a very nice time well gail Carriger, first of all is oh, yeah. one of the steampunk recommendations i'm here, sorry but this also... is a thread by jamie who says yeah. this is a genre i've never tackled and i'm wondering where to start do you have recommendations Bone Shaker by Sherry Priest, which we have read before for Sword and Laser, but if you haven't picked it up. Karen Memory by Elizabeth Bear. The Strange Affair of Springheel Jack by Mark Hodder. Agatha H. and the Airship City by Kaja and Phil Folio. Best part about steampunk is often you get all the teas you need from the title. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mortal Engines by Philip Reeve. Um, that's from Joel. It's a four-book series. So yeah, there's there's so much good stuff. Um, yeah, I definitely lean towards the Gail Carriger, Sherry Priest end of the spectrum those i think those are great places to start well i'm actually kind of excited to talk about our book of the month yeah yeah tell me why all right so first tell tell them what the book of the month is arrows of the queen by mercedes lackey Mm -hmm. and i i don't know how to set up how i went into this book without maybe teetering on the edge of offending someone who loves mercedes lackey so no, I apologize. Tom, just be in honest. Be yeah, honest. I'm, okay. but I'm going to be honest. Okay. My perception of Mercedes Lackey uh, was informed when I worked at Half Price Books in Austin. Uh, a great friend of mine and coworker, Leslie Austin, asked if I had re- ever read Mercedes Lackey, and I said no, I never have. And I'm like, are they any good? And she said, no, they're full of unicorns and babies. Oh, which is not unicorns true. and babies. <laughs> I, you know, I'm probably misquoting <laughs> Leslie. If Leslie ever hears this, she's going to be like, that's not I, what I said I at all. I didn't say that. <laughs> but that's sort of the impression I got was like, oh, okay. And Mercedes Lackey's very prolific. So I was always shelving these things. So it didn't seem like they sold very well, but then they would always move. So I'm like, well, there is an audience. Somebody's buying them. So I went into this with the perception of, okay, this is going to be really light. I'm going to withhold my judgment. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to roll my eyes too much. I'm just going to read it. And I know that lots of people enjoy these. So I'm going to keep that in mind. I have found it entirely charming. Just absolutely charming. I love the main character, uh, Talia. Am I saying that right? Yeah, I believe so. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think, I, you know, I can see that this is a bit of a first novel. 
for for Lackey, and we've we've seen, read first novels before, and there are, you know certain things we're like, mm, okay, that was a little bit of an awkward transition or whatever. Um, but you know, I mean, I'm not I'm I'm no great shakes myself, so I'm not going to cast stones there. I love the world of the heralds. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the treatment of someone who has been in difficult situations and lacks self-confidence and gets help from people, but without, I don't feel anyway, it being too much of a Mary Sue situation where everyone helps. Like, I don't know. I just get a really, really good feeling about this. And, and it feels a little bit like, oh, I wish more of this school's nature would have been in the Harry Potter world. And I know that's mild spoiler. There's a school involved, but uh, mm-hmm. other than that, it doesn't tell you anything. I am, I think, you know, this, this past, past few months has been a very difficult time for many of us in the world. It's just been kind of, you know, shitty world events and hard stuff. And I've been stressed out and depressed. And I think for me, this has been like a nice little brain vacation. Like, I just feel like I, I've been picking it up and reading it in the afternoon, which is something I almost never do. It's almost become like a a getaway for my brain where I can be like, okay, let let me go into this world where I can imagine that I can have a brain connection with horses. Yes. You know? And, and, here's the thing. When you say both good. those things, when you say like, I get away from the world and I have a brain connection with horses, I want to roll my eyes because I'm like, oh, it's that kind of book. But I really don't feel that way when I'm reading it. First of all, it's not like there aren't bad things that happen to Talia right no, out yeah. of the gate. She it's not like you don't up. like find out that there's some pretty bad relationships in her life, but it's not a political allegory, right? Mm-hmm. It's not grimdark. It's just saying, well, not everything's great in her world, and she has to overcome that. So it's got it's got some real to it. It's not all fairies and stardust. And the thing with the horses was the thing I feared the most. I'm like, okay, here it comes. Here comes the girl with her pony part. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I love the companions. I think they're so well handled. Uh, <laughs> they are they are intelligent creatures of their own that aren't just horses who talk. Like, they don't even talk. Like, again, minor spoiler. I but. almost wish they were a little more magical. I mean, maybe a little less magical. Like, the, the way they just kind of appear... Or at least the 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 companion mm. of the queen's own just kind of magically appears in the middle of a field, you know. Yeah, and like stuff like I that. I just assume that kind of, maybe they, they'll explain more later. Yeah, maybe maybe just really fast. <laughs> maybe <laughs> just really fast. Just looks like it appears, but yeah. it really is just it just runs really racing fast. In. The fast ass horse. Maybe they're quantum horses. Um, but I, I I do like the world, and you know the the magical school, the school of special gifted children is such a such a trope. But maybe you know it's it's a trope that works for that. Well, this is a trope from reasons. the '80s. I don't know yeah. that it was quite a trope as certainly wasn't as much as it is now. Mm-hmm. Back then, Ursula K. Le Guin was probably the only person that I know of who really did it. Uh, No. Um, What was the book we read with the the kind of douchey wizard that went to the magical school and then he went on that magical quest? Yeah, wasn't that Ursula K. Le Guin? Was that Ursula K. Le Guin? Yeah. What was the name of that book? Wizard of Earthsea. Oh, that was that book. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, you're right. There was that one. I'm sure there's many others. Guys, you can't expect me to remember all the books and all the authors. We haven't read all the books yet. We haven't read all the books yet. We are still working. But you can't expect me to remember even the ones we've read. I can't even remember Veronica's name. No. No. Got it that time, though. Good job. Um, Uh, Anyway, yeah, yeah, I am 
so pleasantly surprised at how much I'm enjoying reading Arrows of the Queen. Good. I'm happy you're enjoying it. I feel like I was nervous about picking this one because it was kind of and Sure. You know, just had a feeling to it that we don't we don't usually get into books like this too often, so it was it was nice. And I was really glad you picked it because I feel one of Sword and Laser's greatest things is that we don't always pick the same kind of book. We're not headed in a particular kind of direction. I mean, it's built right into the premise of science fiction and fantasy, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and 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 so it's it's fun to be like, well, I would never have tried this. I would never have read a Mercedes Lackey book. Uh, and and I'm glad that this project that we do made me do it. Good. Um, well, yeah, so you guys still have plenty of time to pick this up if you haven't started reading it yet. It is still very early in the month. And we'll be doing, gosh, is our wrap-up going to happen in Hawaii? Is that how it's looking now? I well, think, if think. that's where we're going to be. <laughs> we're going on vacation together, guys! Woo! <laughs> uh, no, actually, wait a minute. No, we have, we have a, a, a show on the 22nd. Tuesday the 22nd. Oh, we do? Is that yeah. going to be a wrap-up? That'll oh, be a wrap-up. Okay. Okay. We're going on vacation, guys. Yay! And then we'll kick off the January book. From, from Hawaii. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> and our relative spouses will roll their eyes at us. I haven't told I haven't told my husband yet that we're planning on recording an episode because I don't want the inevitable, why are you doing that? Why would you do that? You're on vacation. Why would you do Eileen that? Eileen was telling my nephews in town visiting, uh, like, yeah, Tom's not going to podcast while we're, we're out there. And I kind of went, well. Well. <laughs> That's how we have fun, guys. It Spouses. is fun. That's, we this is how otherwise. we relax. We, we totally. do shows. <laughs> All right. Well, that wraps it up for this edition. Don't forget, if you have an idea, a manuscript, a thought, a finished book, and if you want to be part of the Sword and Laser imprint, head over to inkshares.com to the Sword and Laser collection and submit your idea and be part of the contest. Uh, you know, there's still plenty of time to get involved in that as well. I think submissions end in mid-January-ish, um, so there's still plenty of time. Yeah, I think it's the 15th. The 15th? Yeah, yeah. that sounds right. It's the end of the contest. So, yeah, if, if you're looking for a way... And, and Inkshares isn't going to own the rights to your book if you don't get picked. So this is, you know, you don't lose anything by submitting your story here. It's not like we'll own the rights to your story and you can't take it anywhere else. It means nothing. So I have I have an Inkshares project that I'm going to launch at some point, too, so that Ooh. I can be like, I will do it, too. But I don't want to do it now because now we're doing the contest. So I want to leave I, it. Till I know so many of you finished NaNoWriMo or at least got a good start and ideas for NaNoWriMo. Hey. Take there it to go. the next level. You've been working on something. I know you have. Absolutely. And I want to read it. Me too. But otherwise, our show is currently entirely funded by our patrons. You guys have been amazing. We've gained a lot of new patrons over on thank the account you. recently. So thank Welcome. you for the support. Um, you can head over to patreon.com slash sword and laser to learn more. And you'll also get our fantastic monthly silliness if you donate at a specific level. Um, and we love doing those and they're always fun. And we just want to give a little something back to our patrons. You can also support the show by buying books through our links. You can find those links uh, at swordandlaser.com slash picks or sometimes in the show notes as well. Uh, and the secret is if you click on an Amazon link from swordandlaser.com slash picks, even if you buy something else, we still get some credit for that. Get some money. Um, 
So just head on over there and uh, find find a ton of great books. Like it goes all the way back for like six or seven months now. So you can just scroll through there for books ideas at swordandlaser.com slash picks. If you want to get in touch with us, our email address is feedback at swordandlaser.com. All of our discussions happen over on goodreads.com. The website is swordandlaser.com. And you can call and leave us a voicemail at 4157sword6. And don't forget, review us on iTunes. It helps us find new listeners. And we love that. Yeah, give us five stars and then just say your favorite book. You don't have to write a review. Perfect. (laughs) See you guys next time. Bye. Show.